0: We can be
4: as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health. Lawyers destroy justice. Universities destroy knowledge. Governments destroy freedom. The press destroys information. Religion destroys morals. Our banks destroy the economy. The inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression. And you can go down the line. You can go down the line The Wizard of Oz is 70 years old Today if Dorothy were to encounter Men with no brains, no heart, and no balls She wouldn't be in Oz She'd be in Congress
3: (laughs) Advanced Urban Progressive Political Talk Radio
4: Good evening I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Works Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Just damn.
1: The
3: Alpha Show. Advanced Urban. Political talk. And the Network. Oh. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban
2: We have lived as if in a trance. We have lived as people in fear. And now, our rights and our freedoms in peril, we slowly awaken to learn that we have been afraid of the wrong thing. Therefore, tonight, have we truly become the inheritors of our American legacy, a government more dangerous to our liberty than is the enemy it claims to protect us from.
1: Ideological purity, compromises weakness, a fundamentalist belief in scriptural literalism, denying science, unmoved by facts, undeterred by new information, a hostile fear of progress, a demonization of education, a need to control women's bodies, severe xenophobia, tribal mentality, intolerance of dissent, and a pathological hatred of the U.S. government. They can call themselves the Tea Party. They can call themselves conservatives. And they can even call themselves Republicans. The Republicans certainly shouldn't, but we should call them what they are, the American Taliban.
0: There will be no more Antonin Scalia's and Samuel Alito's added to this court. We're not going to repeal health reform. Nobody is going to kill Medicare and make old people in this generation or any other generation fight it out on the open market to try to get themselves health insurance. We are not going to do that. We're not going to give a 20% tax cut to millionaires and billionaires and expect programs like food stamps and kids' health insurance to cover the cost of that tax cut. We are not going to redefine rates. We are not eliminating the Department of Energy or the Department of Education or housing. We're not going to spend $2 trillion on the military that the military does not want. We are not scaling back on student loans because the country's new plan is that you should borrow money from your parents. We are not vetoing the DREAM Act. We are not self-deporting. We are not letting Detroit go bankrupt. We are not going to have a Secretary of State John Bolton. We are not bringing Dick Cheney back. We are not going to have a foreign policy shop stocked with architects of the Iraq War. We are not going to do it. We had the choice to do that if we wanted to do that as a country. And we said no, loudly.
5: Good evening, I'm Alpha.
4: This is the Alpha Show. Quartz Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Just damn. The Alpha Show.
3: Advanced Urban. Political topic, at the Network. The master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Here's Alpha.
4: Let me hear, let me hear, let me hear. good evening. Good evening, and welcome to the first year's edition of the Alpha Show. Happy New Year to you all. This is the first show of the year. 914 338 1610 if you want to get in and make a comment, but um, a lot has happened since I've greeted you last. Um, it's It's just so much on the plate, and normally I don't have a problem with a full plate, but damn, just damn. We can go from one extreme to the other. We can go from Terrorism, we can go from just the the idea of a Republican-controlled Congress and our only firewall is going to be a very timid president of the United States. And hopefully he can piss some people off on his way out the door real bad because they have started an onslaught. They have started the assault on everything possible in their first few days in power. They've passed five reckless radical abortion bills. They've um, passed a bill to uh, throw all the dreamers out of the country. They're really um, ingratiating themselves to the Hispanic community, I can't understand this vitriol attack, this constant chipping away at things to help the middle class, simple things to help the middle class. I saw a pie chart of... um, the expenditures of the budget. 2015, but I think it's uh, in the range of something like $1.6 and 55% of it, if I can recall, 55%, anywhere from 52 to 55% of that is defense debt. Let's cut that. Let's cut some defense spend. Let's close some bases. But no, Republicans will prefer to balance the budget on the backs of Social Security recipients, disability recipients. You know, they talk about. Did you see Rand Paul talking about? 50% of the people on disability don't deserve it. And I don't know what study he looked at. I don't know what report he looked at. But uh, the level of fraud in Social Security disability is just under 4%. Whereas the level of fraud in the military-industrial complex is beyond 20 25%. I don't know how it perplexes me that the only thing they can think of is rolling back the little onion paper, thin Dodd-Frank restrictions and delaying the Volcker rule, getting rid of the EPA. All of these things are detrimental to the middle class of the United States. They are simply marching in full force with their agenda. They don't want anybody to get anything. They want everyone to live in a third world nation. They won't approve of any unemployment extension. Unemployment extension has been... um, I'll say unemployment insurance extension has been the cornerstone of this country because helping those who have lost their job and to keep the economy in some type of uh, health has been the, the way of the country. And for people who... Want to call it, they want to harp on the debt and the deficit. You're never going to erase this debt. Never. And who compiled the debt in the first place? That's what you should be looking at. And if you want to really be honest about it, it's the two Santa. Um, solution and it's been the two center solution for the longest but um we we can go into that also but it's just surprising you hear people talking about uh takers takers and the biggest takers of the taxpayer dollars are charter schools the military industrial complex and it just it just goes on and on and on, and they beat this drum to a to a, uh, a nauseating things that the media keeps away from us, like the rebellion going on from the New York NYPD. NYPD is only the people rebellion Rebelling. I make up about four percent of the four percent of the um, rank and file. And something that I found very, very uh, enlightening is that the NYPD It's changing. The NYPD, the minorities, the brown people of color, they're beginning to become the majority. And the majority of the people on the NYPD do not back the pack wrenches of The world. I had a very interesting discussion with the CEO of TruthWorks Network, and we were talking about these police officers in uniform who turned their back on the mayor, and by the 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 craziness that somehow the mayor was to blame for the deaths of the two police officers and that their uniformed insubordination was being played out at a place where they should have been grieving rather than promoting a grievance. And that to me, that simply seemed to be not just a violation of protocol. That was just straight straight up insubordination. You remember when Rahul Reagan fired the fired the um, air traffic controllers. And he fired the air traffic controllers because they went on strike. De Blasio had cited the fact that these officers were in uniform and they were violating protocol and they were being insubordinate. And every one of them with their back turned lost their jobs. He fired them for insubordination. Now, the police have already responded with a work slowdown. And with that work slowdown, crime hasn't gone up. They've, they've done people a favor. They've simply been exposed as to really not be necessary. And if only 4% of the officers are taking part in this open insubordination, would it be so bad to lose 4% of the NYPD? Um, outright. And you don't have it to worry about And of course you're going to get court challenges So you get court challenges But there have been so many Instances You know with social media It's really tough to hide things Like five Ohio State uh, Officers who exchanged emails using the N-word and the vitriolic hatred of minorities. You know, situation after situation. We have a the newest situation is down in North Florida where police officers were using mugshots of African Americans for target practice. And um, North Miami Beach. And the response is simply just blows my mind. And this is how it played out. A Florida National Guard sergeant, a Florida National Guard sergeant, arrived at a shooting range on a Saturday last month for training and recognized her brother's 50-year-old booking photo amongst the bullet-riddled targets left behind by North Miami Beach police officers. Now, Major Kathy Cater told Huffington Post that the department has multiple lineups for target tracks So, and in fairness, They have uh, some feature only white men, others are Latinos, and one features photos of only women. Now, I say that to say this. Why are you featuring photos, mugshot, of anyone? Why? Why is that? politically correct? Why is that somehow acceptable? And of course (laughs) Police Chief Scott Dennis told Florida that the Florida officers used poor judgment. That's how he described it. They used poor judgment. Look at it like this. With the blowback that police have been getting, do you think somebody would have better sense? Do you think that someone would have a a better understanding of what to do? What 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 were they thinking of? What were they thinking of? Oh, that's of course the culture in and of itself is a racist bigoted mindset of a police department. And I'm sure that the officers at the shooting range were not uh, the majority of the officers on the force. But what does that say? You know, people talk about good cops. The good cops are suffering from what I call the Frank Cervical syndrome. The Frank Cervical syndrome simply says, you won't survive if you don't respect the thin blue line. And I found a very interesting uh, clip that I uploaded. Um, I believe this is the one from Democracy Now!,
6: The situation between Mayor de Blasio and some New York police officers continues to smolder.
4: No, that's not it. (laughs) But that's the, I'm going to play that one for you. But um, that's not the one that is a, that is one that I'm uh, walking up to.
6: Benevolent Association, the Union of Police Officers in New York, and its leader, Pat Lynch.
7: Yeah, well, I've been uh, following, as many people have around the country, the ongoing standoff between uh, between Mayor de Blasio and the Policemen's Union, the Benevolent Association, which has been going on now for more than a month, uh, With and it's been marked by incredible uh, uh, allegations by the head of the police union, Patrick Lynch, that, for instance, that the two officers that, who were assassinated on December 20th— Uh, on December 20th, uh, um, uh, were—that their blood was on the mayor's hands, Uh, and then by uh, hundreds of policemen at the funerals of the officers turning their back on the mayor. And now, for for over two weeks, a a complete slowdown by New York City police officers refusing to write summonses or uh, do misdemeanor arrests has been about a a huge uh, drop in the number of arrests and tickets issued in New York City. Uh, Now that's begun to change now, finally, and and those summonses and arrests are going back up. Uh, but there's clearly been an attempt by the policeman's union very much to almost—I I don't want to call it a coup, but it is an attempt to try to tell the mayor, uh, progressive mayor of New York, you can't run this city without us. But now it turns out there is a huge dissension within the ranks of the police department itself. Uh, there was—Pat um, uh, Lynch had issued a letter asking uh, cops to disinvite the mayor uh, and the uh, city council speaker, Melissa Murphy very from any funeral in case they were killed in the line of duty. Only 4 percent of the cops have signed on to the letter. Uh, Yesterday there was a meeting of the union of the police delegates, uh, uh, and there was an open uh, uh, fight that broke out between uh, several of the pro-lynch people and the anti-lynch people, saying, we don't care about an apology from the mayor. What we want is for you to handle our grievances and our problems that we have as police officers, because the police have been without a labor contract for five years years. And now I'm reporting in today's uh, Daily News that there is an entire slate of people that is preparing to run against Lynch uh, in uh, union elections that are being held in June. Uh, And he hasn't had a challenge uh, since 2003. He's been the president of the union for 15 years. So there's a major uh, convulsion going on within the police union. And of course, it's against the backdrop that the New York City Police Department now has a majority of minority officers—African American, Latino, and Asian officers. It's not the same police department that existed 15 years ago when Lynch was first elected. And many of those officers are equally angry uh, over the past practices of racial profiling, of stop-and-frisk arrests. And they, too, are demanding some kind of change. So we'll have to see what happens. But clearly, uh, there's not the kind of unity among the police against the mayor that has been portrayed so far in the press.
6: We'll link to your column at democracynow.org. I also encourage people to go to our website to look at our interviews with uh, New York police officer Adhil Polenko, as well as retired Detective Graham Weatherspoon, all talking about who actually represents the police in New York.
4: And there you have it. You know, as um, they so eloquently mentioned that— the racial makeup of the NYPD has changed. And it's changed because minorities seem to be the majority now. And Pat Lynch and the third will have only one position to take and that's election fraud. And I wouldn't put anything faster. Um, they will do anything to keep power and maintain power. So I would say that that will, we got to keep an eye on that. You know, the target practice using African-Americans, how stupid do you have to be? How brain big will you expose yourself? You will expose yourself as to actually what it is and what many people like myself, because I've said it all along, the Mo Connors and the uh, George Wallaces of our nation have run amok in the South and in the North. Police officer after police officer have been cleared. You've got two police officers in New Mexico who shot and killed a home, white homeless man. He was white. He had two knives in his hand. I do not expect a conviction there. But they did charge this. And it would be it's it's gonna be interesting to see the defense, you know, this bit this this default position of I feared for my life or
7: he lunged
4: for my weapon or you know, those are just just tactic positions that police officers take. And I think what's being being lost in all of this is the complicit the complicit DA and judges that are simply totally police officers? They can do no wrong, regardless of the facts. And I watched a a report from Rachel Maddow and the shooting death of Tamara Rice. That's the twelve-year-old with the little pellet gun and the squad car pulled up and within 1.84 seconds he had been, the child had been shot dead. Um, The officer reported he wouldn't show his hands. He didn't have time to show his hands. He didn't give him any time to comply or do anything. They literally came up and came out shooting. So the video shows 1.84 seconds from the time the officer began to get out of the car. Gun drawn. Now it comes to find out that the driver of the police car had problems along with the officer who fired the deadly shot. And the more they look into it, and the more that they peel that onion back, dispatcher has a history, checkered past. And yet all of this is going unchallenged, and it's simply unacceptable. And right now, the police in New York are asking any violence against police to be as a hate crime. That they are, uh, how did they put it? The police are, they didn't call them targeted, persecuted. Police officers are persecuted. Not the black community that's been persecuted for. Hundreds of years. There is a problem with this. There is a problem with what we are simply witnessing. Like I said, regardless of how you feel about police officers, I have... Quite a few officers who are friends. And they fit right into that mold. There are no good police officers. There are only police officers who suffer from Frank Cervical Syndrome. There are only police officers who dare not step across that thin blue line. Such as the officer. Well, this guy was a... Is a uh, He's a detective. He's a detective who dared speak up, who dared to, really, what did you want to, how, do you, how do you call it, step out of line? Because that's all he did was do the right thing. That's all he did was do the right thing. And he found himself in that Frank Cervical Syndrome. And I'll play this for you because this is a Baltimore police officer. I believe he's a sergeant. But um, to me, it's it spoke volumes as to what and where we are. With law enforcement, people who are supposed to protect and serve, who do nothing other than kill and maim were too eager to use deadly force when you don't have the complexion for the connection, you could end up dead.
6: The situation between Mayor de Blasio and some New York police officers continues to smolder. In Baltimore, a former police officer who testified against two other officers saying he saw them assault a man is suing the police department and its commissioner, alleging that they failed to protect him from retaliation. Detective Joseph Crystal resigned last year, saying a hostile work environment forced him to leave. He says he even found a rat on his car windshield after word spread that he was helping the investigation. According to the Baltimore Sun, the police department has declined to comment on the lawsuit, pending the completion of an outside investigation of Crystal's intimidation claim. And joining me now is former Baltimore detective Joseph Crystal. And thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it.
2: Oh, thank you so much, man. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you
6: about the incident um, that started what you call harassment and intimidation by uh, fellow members of the Baltimore Police Force. What happened uh, on the day of the incident that you wound up reporting to your superiors?
2: Well, ma'am, I was working at the time as a detective in Baltimore City, and I observed a sergeant and an off-duty officer um, assault a handcuffed suspect. Um, To me, ma'am, I'm not okay with something like that. So I reported it to you supervisors within my chain of command in my unit uh, to follow the chain of command. I was told specifically, you know, not to, quote, unquote, rat or snitch. And uh, my attempts to report it basically fell on deaf ears or did fall on deaf ears. And uh, after that, I went directly to prosecutors to report this to a prosecutor, actually when I was even off, um, to let them know what happened. I assisted in the investigation at that point. Officer and the sergeant were indicted charged, tried, and um, the one officer was both, both of them were found guilty. One officer was sentenced to forty five days in jail the other officer was given uh, probation for their roles in the incident
6: but now so once those officers were indeed found guilty and it turned out that you were right that what you were what you said happened indeed happened, did you get support from other members of the department or from your superiors
2: no ma 'am not at all It, um, it was very rough ma 'am. Uh, You know, I had to deal with uh, calling for backup or calling for a unit to, you know, come help me. You know, as an officer, ma'am, you can't do everything on your own. You need the help of uh, the people you work with to back you up and keep you safe and just assist in, in, you know, supporting the citizens. And I would call for backup on multiple times and nobody came. I had a supervisor call me and threaten me and tell me I better pray to God I'm not the star witness. Um, You spoke yourself, ma'am, about the, uh, the rat that was put on mine and my wife's car. Um, I even had a supervisor um, have me, or try to attempt me to forge a document that I refused to do. So I mean, I, I had no type of support whatsoever.
6: And you know, there's been a lot of talk with all of the incidents that are happening around the country involving police uh, and civilians, deadly encounters with civilians, where we've had officers on the show or police trainers say that you need to just have the good. Cops supported so that the bad cops can be pushed off of the force. And when I read your story, it did remind me um, of Frank Serpico, who um, was a very well known NYPD officer here in New York in the 1970s. He attempted to report misconduct. He repeatedly tried to do it. And, and this is what Frank Serpico wrote just a couple of months ago in Politico about his experience 40 years after. Um, and there were movies made about him and everything. He was obviously correct about the corruption he saw. And he said, I still get hate mail from active and retired police officers. A couple of years ago, after the death of David Dirk, the police officer who was one of my few allies inside the department in my efforts to expose graft, the internet message board NYPD rant featured some choice messages directed at me. Join your mentor, Rat Scum said one. In your experience, and you can only obviously speak about the Baltimore PD, is there a culture that says to officers, it's more important to stay loyal to your fellow officers, even if they're doing something wrong than for you to come forward
2: well, ma'am. uh I know police try to view themselves as as a family, and unfortunately, you know, I bought into that and hoped that, like you said, officers would would come and and support me and Unfortunately, Baltimore City had more of a i guess a gang mentality or a dysfunctional family mentality instead and they, they basically were against me for speaking out against other officers. I even had uh, our FOP union rep made the uh, said to me at one time, you know, people are upset with you because this is blood in and blood out, and I guess that's the type of uh, culture that you know they have there.
6: Wow, and we should
2: blood in, blood
4: out. Uh, I also want to make reference to here in Illinois. Um there was a former police officer who was pulled over by, by the police. And like I said, he was a former police officer. At the time he was working as a security guard. And he's African American, of course. How does Jenkins used to say, Oh, of course, he's an African American. Uh, one thing led to another. The officers would not acknowledge that he was a former cop. Um, the reports read he lunged for a gun. He, he came under. Anyway, they shot him 28 times. 28 times this guy was shot. He survived. He went to trial. They jailed him for uh, attempting to kill police. Or, he had a revolver. He, Like I said, he was a security guard. All his papers were in order. But uh, they jailed him, and I believe that is something around six to seven years old. But Pat Quinn, governor, on his way out the door commuted his sentence. And the police force just, their heads exploded. All the evidence basically pointed to their wrongdoing. And because of a flawed system, because of a corrupt DA, and a complicit judge, this man was sentenced to jail. Pat Quinn commuted, commuted his sentence as one of his last acts as governor before the newest millionaire who won the election, who bought the election. He bought off a couple of um, house ninjas, house Negro and um he became governor. But he commuted uh, the man's sentence. And I thought that was um very ad- that was an admirable thing for him to do. Needless to say, the, the young the, the gentleman still carries around the health problems of the twenty eight shops that he was stood. Justice, not for us. There is no justice. Not when you're black in America. (laughs) Not when you're black in America. I don't care who you are. You don't have to be a former cop. It's not going. It does not matter. Back in the morning.
3: Yes, this is Janice Graham. Did you say it's Media Matters? Oh, yes. India is moving her show to Tuesday nights at 11 p.m. It's going to be the I Declare Show Nighttime Edition. It begins on November 18th. Thank you for calling. And please spell the name I-N-D-I-A Declare. Real, raw, and right now. The I Declare Show, moving its broadcast time and date. India is moving to Tuesday. The I Declare Late Night with India Declare on Blog Talk Radio. Coming November 18th, the I Declare Show, Tuesdays, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Real, raw, and right now.
5: India Declare. Real, raw, and right now.
4: So I'm not asking you for the truth. I know the truth. I know enough. And so what I'm asking you is,
8: what
3: is your end game?
5: Our Common Ground. Broadcasting
3: bold, brave, and black. Our Common Ground. Transforming truth to power. One broadcast at a time. Saturdays, 10 p.m. I'm Janice Graham, and I'll be listening for you. India
4: Declare Show, Tuesdays, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Uh, Time has changed. Nobody can stay up that (laughs) late. That was an old promo. But the I Declare Show... Every Tuesday, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central Time, at Blog Talk Radio, the real raw and right now, the I Declare Show. Janice Graham, be returning tomorrow evening, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, our Common Ground host Janice Graham. Uh, upending white supremacy. In the spirit of Sankofa, Our Common Ground opens the 2015 broadcast season reviewing the notion of how we make real Black Lives Matter. Her guest, Liberation. Leader Reverend Dr. Ruby N. Sales to discuss upending white supremacy as a movement, and that's what it takes. It takes a move. Join Janice Graham tomorrow evening, ten o'clock Eastern Time, where our guests will be the Reverend Dr. Ruby N. Sales. I would hope that uh, you'll all join us tomorrow evening. Uh, Dr. Sales is very very fascinating in her, not just her tape, but her breaking it down. She breaks it down for you. She allows you to see things from her perspective or her point of view. She does a very good job as far as laying it out. I would hope that you would join us tomorrow evening at our common ground. 914 338 if you want to get in. That's the number to get in and just press one and let me know that, um, you have something to add to the conversation. It would be greatly appreciated. Now, you know, since the Republicans have taken over in Congress, how can you be this ass backwards? Of course. The first thing they did was, one of the first things they did was the Keystone XL partner, I got to tell you this. I got to. You know, with the weather here in Chicago, I don't get around much anymore. In other words, I don't get out. I don't go out there. I do the Waco when the weather's bad. We ain't coming out. But today I went out and I bought some gas. Hot damn, gas was a dollar ninety-nine, and the lines of the <laughs> the lines of the particular gas station were just whole five cars deep. I'm like, what the hell? There's no embargo. There's no shortage. Chill. We're talking, we're talking one, two in the afternoon. Damn gas station had a line or two. I mean, let's see, two, four. This is a eight pump gas station, eight pumps, and you had lines. And I just didn't understand. I guess because it's a dollar ninety nine, and that was for, of course, that's the regular. That premium was two thirty four. 34 uh, that damn Obama! I tell you. It's got to be his fault, because it was his fault when the gas prices went up. How crazy will it get? You know, you're about to witness a full-out attack. You remember I've always told you that after every defeat, Republicans never stop. They never go home. Enter the two thousand sixteen presidential race. It'll be Mittens. It'll be Lion Mitt Romney. Again. He's bad. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. It's that it's that air of arrogance. It's that air of how dare you not put me, vote me in as president, how could I possibly lose to that black man? With the economy tanking, with unemployment up, with so many people on welfare. You see, their entire argument and everything that they have told you for the last six years been false, but yet in the media, they're treated as though they are some sage pundits that what they say has come to fruition, when in fact, what they say and what they've been saying has been a damnable lie, and just no one will call them out on it especially the people that they're hitting over the head, which will be the shrinking, buying Democrats. I've said once, and I'll continue to say it, it's time for the progressives to to reclaim the party. And if that means tossing a bunch of these blue dog, Wall Street Democrats out on their ass, so be it. So be it. They've moved to weaken Dodd-Frank. They've moved to deport dreamers. I forget how many millions of uh, people they're trying to deport. They've passed five new... Um, I can only call them wild and irresponsible Bills on abortion. Their bills on abortion are so radical that Republican women don't have the stomach for it. Republican women are backing away. And that should, you know, that should raise a red flag everywhere. And I got to a point where I got so tired of the Charlie Hebdo. You know what? These bastards murder seventeen Caucasian Anglo, and you have. Millions of people in the street. Reports of 2,000 Nigerians being murdered in Africa. It's barely a mention. In the scheme of things, barely a mention. What's the world coming to? Are we simply a product of a new world order because everything seems to be turning into shit. And I say that because it appears there is no retort for common people. It appears that there is no no place else we can go. We either make our stand now or we'll never be able to stand at all. Middle-class people cannot cower away from the lies and the challenges. And I call them lies because that's exactly what they are, lies. Chris Christie gave his State of the Union address he left so much shit out that the people can only be shit apart Scott Walker, Wisconsin he gave his State of the Union he did the same thing not only are their budgets shortfall but their jobs especially in Wisconsin, is next to last in job creation. None of them have run a good ship. Snyder in Michigan to Kasich in Ohio. And the only thing that has been time-fired are your voting rights, the rights of negotiations for contracts, the middle class, the only people under siege are the middle class, women, minority. They call them entitlement programs instead of insurance programs. The House passed a a bill to separate the funding for disability from Social Security, so they can chip away at that. They never go home. They never stop. The the attack is a constant and a relentless one. And there seems to be no one standing at the gate to defend what we're losing. You know, they complain about taking their country back, about Liberty and freedom. All the while, that's exactly what they are robbing the middle class of: liberty and freedom. You've got terrorist activity in Europe, and I'll tell you like this: oh, it's coming. It's coming to the United States, isn't it? Of course, it's Obama's fault. He didn't keep us safe. They talk about terrorism. 3,000 people died on 9-11. 500,000 died in the invasion of Iraq. I'm not talking about combatants. I'm not talking about soldiers. I'm talking about women, children, collateral damage. Who are the terrorists? Who are the real terrorists? Who are the people who seem to revel, wallow in war? They speak about ISIS. And you have these clowns like Nick Romney. They send minions out to say, Oh, ISIS would never have happened if Mitt Romney was president. Oh, you know, all of this speculation serves as nothing more than propaganda. This is a constant bombard to your psyche, to your perception. They tell you what to think, and they say it over and over and over again until began to think that way. Just as they literally prove my point. If you don't push back, if you don't say something, I thought the experience of John Kerry ignoring the negative lies and the way that turned out would serve as a lesson to the Democratic Party. Party system. A two-party system. And for my lifetime, there will be a
7: two-party system.
4: And for every one of you within the sound of my voice, for your lifetime, there will be a two-party system. Either we change one of the parties, because the other party has already been changed and drilled further to the right by the well-financed radicals, past personal food bills. Who pass bills for uh, vaginal probes. Who stand around and say, I'm not a scientist. But they always deny climate change. If you're not a scientist, shut up. You're not a gynecologist either, but you have a great deal to say about the female uterus. There are a lot of things that you are not. You're not coherent. You're not reasonable. You're not compromised. You're not honest. You're not an American. Period. Is this America? Or is this turned into the fascist state of affairs. To me, it appears to be fascism, and the fascism has taken hold. We will never shake it because the money has come in as the ruler. The bottom line is the dollar, and that's where it's taken us. The bottom line is simply this. You can't have it both ways. You cannot serve two masters. And that's exactly what they're doing. 914 338 Let me go to the phones here. I see a hand is up. 405 405. Thank you for calling the Alpha Show. Welcome to Truth Network.
5: Hey, good evening,
4: Alpha. <laughs> How you doing?
5: <laughs> oh man, I'm sitting here rolling with the punches, listening to you.
4: Well, Doc Don, I hope all is fine. I hope all is is healthy and a and a happy New Year to you. And
5: yeah, same to you and yours. You was up in, in Mo ground, Iowa. I understand that too long ago.
4: Yeah, I, I took a trip up there for Thanksgiving. I had a lot of a lot of people to see. <laughs>
5: Yeah, there you go. You are so uh, right on. Uh, you know, I tried to log into Blog Talk, but it seems like they've identified all of us who uh, who want to be a participant on the board because I can't get in. I tried to uh, log in, forget your password, all of that stuff. It just won't let me do it. You know, maybe they got me identified say, oh, no, we're not going to let this guy get on. But at least we still have the the phone alpha, so I can support you uh you know via uh this telephone. But what you're well, saying you
4: support well.
5: <laughs> what you're saying is so so honest and truthful uh but you know when you really uh, look at it, alpha, let's look at it since the time we've been living on this earth, we've been marching, we've been. Singing uh, the blues, we've been protesting. Uh, we've uh, we've done about everything except except jump off a cliff somewhere. And when you look at it, uh, the system, the system has always come back and countered everything that we have done. They have propped to put uh, these uh, so-called leaders uh, in, in 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 positions of. Uh, uh I would say not authority but positions to where they're uh given a platform and uh they have uh just uh they have just uh misdirected uh you know the the conversation and the and the things that are important uh that will uplift uh you know especially our people from the uh situation that we face in this uh country uh, being former slaves, uh, descendants of former slaves, um, that you know, I mean, to me, it's almost almost hopeless. Uh, you know what I see? You got you've got the new circus, you've got the same old circus in town, and you've got just new clowns up there in Congress. Uh, you know that? You know that's that's the way I see it. Uh, the two party system. You've got, uh, you know, the same coin, just two sides of the same coin. A system that's in power is not going to freely give up any power. And uh, our people being at the bottom of the so-called social economic ladder in almost everything, health, finance, education, employment, politics, uh you name it we're at the the bottom we we get the least and uh we always want to uh you know we and we're preoccupied with mundane things that are to me that are uh really not uplifting uh in reference to uh trying to um better our condition in this country uh, you know we're preoccupied with uh, empire, all these TV shows, uh, uh, hopes and dreams that uh, you know that trying to fit in and trying to take everybody into our organizations, uh, rainbow push, and all of these organizations. I see Sharpton now; he's he's he, he wants to uh, mobilize against the Oscars, as if I give a damn about the Oscars. But I mean th- that's that's where we are and uh that's you know uh, you know where we're going to be going we're going to be kept in place and uh unless we educate ourselves do our own uh research into the history of this country and the system that we live under a system of white supremacy which we uh which we have endured and been enduring for years and years Uh, you know, nothing's going to change. We're going to be slowly but surely eliminated from the population. Now, Alpha, they're targeting our three- and four-year-olds in school uh, because they act a little contrary and act like three- or four-years-old. Now they want to suspend them, get them out of the system, label them, and put them on a track, to uh, you know, to the uh, prison industrial complex, where they're where they're be, where they're sold as commodities on the stock market. So uh, let's look at it, Alpha, realistically. I mean, have we really, really, really progressed from fifty, a hundred years ago? Other than just the, the the evolution of the modernization of society, have our status? Have we really grown? Do we own more now? Do we have? Uh, hotels, motels, skyscrapers, uh, thriving cities and communities uh, uh, where we're putting our money in our own community, building our own community where it turns over five, ten times. Uh, you know, I mean, have we really, really progressed? That's my absolutely question. Not.
4: Absolutely not. And I mean, but you're absolutely right. We own nothing. As a people, we've got... <clears throat> a few more uh, people who have uh, uh, progressed as far as uh, monetary gain. And that just seems to expand very slowly. And then when that expands very slowly, it's like they hover over their success. And rather than leave the ladder down so others can climb, they seem to pull the ladder up behind them to protect uh-huh. their wealth. And when you say uh that um we own nothing, we haven't owned anything and ever, ever, you can't you can't equate the success of a very few. As progress, and that's basically what we have here, and that rug has been snatched out from under us. You know, I've said that our ascension into the middle class is due to government jobs. Well, they've eliminated the government jobs.
5: So we simply
4: tumbled, tumbled down that slippery slope.
5: Yeah, we've been given gains, and uh, it's just like in the 1800s, you know, after the uh, Reconstruction. Uh, we've been given gains, and uh, but when you are in charge of uh, drafting the rules and making the rules and legislating the laws, uh, what's given to you uh, can be taken away, as we see. And because of the corporate uh, interest and the corporate uh, uh, evolution to where you have the uh, richest Uh, you know, one to two percent owning everything. And then let's look at the news media in this country, four, five, six, seven companies, uh, conglomerates uh, control everything that we read, see, hear on TV. We're being programmed, uh, not even knowing that we're being programmed uh, to things that are detrimental uh, to the existence of our people in reference to attaining wealth in this nation and i uh you know just don't see any uh, uh thing on the horizon other than looking in the mirror at ourselves and saying you know hey you know you are your own leader so you need to you need to try to survive the best you can with with the situation that we live under we have no industry to to give us the good jobs like you said we used to have uh, automobile factories. you used to work in cotton factories. We used to work in the tobacco fields. That field. We used to. You used to have Detroit. Used to thrive in automobiles. You used to have, you know, corporations that provided uh, well, good union jobs, and you know that's how we entered into the middle class. And we were needed to uh, to they let it, allowed us some uh, education in order for us to learn how to. Uh, operate this machinery and and these tools and etc. Now, uh, you know uh, we. Since it's such a small world, those uh, opportunities are are non, almost non-existent. And uh, so, what have our kids got to, to look forward to? So to develop a uh, you know uh, 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 these uh, prisons, putting them in these little towns, you know, and these towns are. Thriving uh, and making money off of the prisoners there, and in and even the prison counting the prisoners as a tax base, uh, you know. So it's just the uh, the level of uh, greed and corruption uh, is, uh, I believe, is insurmountable at this point in time. Uh, we've got a Congress that are that's uh, you know that's going to really uh, you know I'm ready for them to just. Take this country right back to where they had it before, because it, it, it will be back in the ditch in two years. I believe we'll be right back in the ditch, and uh, uh, and the president, we still got to, you know whether he's trying to get education for those in the in the junior colleges, you know, he's trying to do what he can uh, with what he's got to deal with. But let's face it, every single leader, so-called leader, or any individual that he or she counting from Harriet Tubman on up to now who have tried to elevate our people uh, to a better economic level and status in this country amos wilson martin luther king you can you can you can name them all you know uh uh uh, uh, uh the uh Rap brown uh you know whatever his name is now he's you know he's he's dead but all of these uh individuals who were able to buck the system and especially during the 60s when we had a measure of uh of black power due to the fact that the system had not allowed all of the immigrants into this country and the competition was not as great we were able to mobilize ourselves and uh it took uh not only violence uh, but it took uh it took you know Martin Luther King along with the violence in order to bring about change then But even that circumstance exists no longer, Alpha, And we just find ourselves now At the mercy At the mercy of the massa
4: Well, the the marches The protests Of uh, my generation Of the 60s, 70s And early 80s Have simply been counted They have noticed the gains of a people, and they've just removed the counter. That's and right. And
5: they've done it.
4: They've done it very successfully. The the uh, compression of the media, of the uh, communications weapon, and I call it a communications weapon is because if you control communications. You control everything.
8: And what we're hearing
4: about, you hear hear about 17 uh, assassinations by terrorists. But you don't hear about the 2,000 dead in Nigeria. You know, one thing that I um, heard last week, and that was the definition of the group Boko Haram. Boko Haram and it came from uh, Salman Rushdie He's a uh, Favorite target of The radicals Salman Rushdie says "Boko" means book Haran means unclean And this is The fight within The Islam This is the fight in the Islamic world They're not just fighting The West The radicals are fighting the moderates so Arista, and if they can take, you see, I equate that with the same. A small group within the uh, in the hole are reaching back and grabbing the masses by the neck, just like the Tea Party did the Republican Party. They move. They're moving to change the entire 1.7 billion. Now it's a hell of a task, but look at the growth of not just Al Qaeda, but you got uh, ISIS, you got Boko Haram, you've got these Sharia law groups who bring their religion into the flock. You have the uh, evangelical Christians here that are trying to do the same thing. Look at the, how the marches in Germany by the uh, Nazis or skinheads. Look at how they've grown against the Islamic world, mm-hmm. and these these uh, different factions of how do they call them, terrorists, when the biggest terrorists are the whites who run this country and have been the whites who run this country. They've been the biggest terrorists for the longest. And it just seems that no one will stand up and continue to say it. It it appears that Repetition is the is the way to go if you can say it over and over and over and over again, it will be so, and that's scary, and that's scary because that should not be the case. There should be enough people with common sense, but if you don't control the airways. Where else are you going to hear it? Where, where, I mean, what else are you going to be able to say that you're getting the truth? You see, the truth has been sullied to a point where you don't know if it's the truth. There are two truths to everything now it's their truth and it's your truth. And somebody's lying. But it seems that the people who are telling the truth don't have the resources to disseminate this to people who aren't paying attention will be the the first ones hurt. I saw in West Virginia where they discovered that tracking has two new poisons in the drinking water. Yep. If they push through the XL pipeline, not if it's going to leak, when it leaks, it will destroy that aquifer, and it will be destroyed. You can't clean that stuff up. And the the negligence, I believe, is the inability to message that up in Canada, everywhere that tar sands has spilled has been destroyed. Here in Michigan, tar sands spilled up around the, what was it, the, uh, what was it, it's the uh, uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, was it? I forget where it was up in Michigan. The tar mm-hmm. sands spilled, and it totally destroyed the ecosystem. You they have been trying to clean it up for four years, and they can't. They still yeah, have not
5: uh, the They still have cleaned up BP BP's mess down there. You know, people oh, are being he- paid some of them, but not our people our people are still drinking that bad water and all the stuff in the the, the system that that has poisoned the aquifer down there in the Gulf area. And not only that, but uh, people are afraid to speak out because they're afraid that they may lose that J-O-B and that source of income, Alpha. I believe that that's one of the main things that keep people from uh, organizing and fighting the uh, system, so to speak, and the uh the corporations that uh that are uh that contribute all this money to the uh candidates uh that get them elected to do their bidding uh are- you know are afraid to speak out due to the fact that you know shoot I, I don't want to lose my job uh i don't you know i want to keep my mouth shut you know and and they go so they go along with the program because they're getting paid a little bit of a bit to uh to keep their head above water so you know i think that's one of the things we have to consider is the fear factor. Well, you're right. You're absolutely right because
4: people understand that hell, you're on your own. Regardless, you can you can be an advocate. You can you can you know have your your beliefs, but if you become too loud, they will turn power of perception and the power of propaganda against you. And that's what most of people fear. That's what most of the, the people who want to speak up won't speak up because they know that once they are targeted and once they are being uh, beaten down, there will be no help. There will be no one coming to their aid.
5: And that's yeah, Absolutely. To be Brazil is the finding, that out, finding that out from the police oh. unions up there. The police unions, yeah. started, as a matter of fact, he said, if i i'm gonna veto any uh action that comes before me that outlaws the chokehold yeah now
4: that's exactly.
5: what, that's what he that's what he said, trying in a desperate attempt to get back in with the police uh unions and power that turned that turned their, their back on him <laughs> uh,
8: yeah,
5: he, uh you know i mean that's basically- executive. That's the state of affair we're, the affairs that uh, state of affairs that 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 we find ourselves in. I mean, and look at him; well, he's got a black son. He's ceding son. power.
4: He's ceding power to the unions. He's ceding power to a union. You know, I was saying earlier, Don, that at the funerals of those two police officers, mm-hmm. you had policemen in uniform. Mm-hmm. And. What they basically did was, when they turned their backs, they violated protocol. They were guilty of insubordination. He should have fired every single one of them. Just like Ronald Reagan did did with with these controllers. Exactly. Cited insubordination because they were in uniform, and when you're in uniform, you are sworn. To a certain protocol. That's right. And their their behavior was insubordinate. But mm-hmm. the mere fact that he feared, he was fearful of the NYPD. And, you and I played a clip it. earlier that the mm-hmm. NYPD is changing. There there are more minorities, Hispanic people of color that are becoming that are taking over. Mm-hmm. And all you have left are the uh, the bigots like Pat Lynch and that uh, Benevolent Association. You've got paternal order of police that are really white and are token here and there, but without it, they have no power. Absolutely. So what de Blasio did, de Blasio simply capitulated. Now he's trying to appease someone that hates his gut. And instead of taking them dead on, and, you
5: know, then they turned around and they quit doing their job. <laughs> that, that, yeah, they got the stick right. out. Yeah, yeah. We, we matter of fact not yeah. only not only will we turn your, our backs on you, but we feel that the flu is, is coming on, the blue flu.
4: And see, you know, when they turn their back, they wouldn't have had to there wouldn't have been a blue flu. There wouldn't have been <laughs> a blue out. Uh-huh. You fired them, you fired them And
5: forced him into the court, but see, he got he got that
4: standard.
5: He got that, Alfo, from watching what happened to uh, who was that farmer out there that defied the U.S. government? Had the had uh, they had the uh, uh, the, that he he was grazing his cattle on federal land and? uh, Bundy. Yeah, Bundy. Yeah, but Bundy, Bundy took
4: it too me
5: authorities. Yeah he, took, yeah, he took, I mean, he had, I mean, he pointed, they had armed weapons pointed at federal officers, man, and told them, we dare you to, to, to cross the, we we dare you to cross the line. Cause, you know, and the United States government capitulated. Backed off. Backed
4: off they didn't, they what you saw was an armed camp of whites, Caucasians, and they did Absolutely. not want that. They did not want that that, that photo op.
5: No, they didn't want to, Yeah, they didn't want they to have uh, a, a confrontation there on that level. And so they backed completely down. The man is still grazing his cattle on the land. And ain't paying squat. It ain't paying, yeah. He's lost in court twice, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter.
4: He's got some, that's what money will do for him.
5: Mm
4: hmm. So that's how we
5: find ourselves out for, you know, I mean, that's the state of affairs, uh, you know, uh, that we find. That's the state of the union in 2015 in America. And if we think that, that 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 things are are bad now, just give it a couple of years. Just, exactly. Just give just, it a couple. Just of years. Give it a couple of years. And because I tell the people, I tell these uh, the my my the people that I have interaction with, and uh, you know when I have an opportunity to talk to someone who has a little time, and a little understanding, that uh, you know I, I I let them know you know, you you know, especially if they're they're different from me. I said, You're in the same boat and I am. You may think that your 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 skin or your your situation will uh was gonna protect you but I'm gonna tell you one thing. If you don't belong to the blue blood club and that association running through your veins, you are going to suffer. In fact you're suffering now. And uh you know and by the time I finish talking some of them, their ears start perking up, you know, because I, I tell them, I said, you know, who was that that clip about talking about the greatest nation in the world? Remember that clip?
4: Yeah, America isn't the greatest nation in the world anymore. That came off of um, the program on HBO Newsroom. Mm-hmm. It's on. It's on. It's on YouTube. Yeah,
5: you see, press, we i you played play that to them a few times. Uh, then that sort of takes the the the, the thunder. From them. it sort of takes it; it sort of hits them in the gut. And so that's the types of, of things that I use in in order to uh, get the point across as to where we really are in this country and who's controlling who and what's really happening. I mean, uh, you know, after all, if they take cut Social Security, who's that going to affect eventually? Yeah, it'll it affect us, right. you know, but we're already at the bottom. I mean, when you're scraping from the bottom already, not too much, you know, they can get from you. But uh, you know, just if we think that we things are bad now, just wait a couple of 3 Four years down the road and then let's look back and we're going to find out where we really are in this country and who's really controlling Uh, you know maybe they'll have some some opportunity to utilize some of these uh, uh, camps across the FEMA camps across the country that they they've got uh, you know uh, 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 to hold quote unquote prisoners
4: well you know that's Obama you know that's Obama Obama was was putting together these camps
8: mm-hmm. because
4: they were put, they were the ones who were putting together the camps.
8: Mm-hmm. You see,
4: the, this this notion of uh, admit nothing, deny everything, and accuse everyone of what you're guilty of, and that's what you're seeing on an everyday basis. But we oh, see that absolutely, that absolutely, Alpo.
5: It's it's, all, it's 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 absolutely true because uh, you can see the scenario with this police situation to where the momentum at first was with the, and empathy was with the people who had been victimized. Now it has been turned you see and the worm has turned to where now uh you know, the police are the victims.
4: The police are <laughs> calling for hate crimes for any any crime committed against the police. Yeah, we're
5: by, being persecuted. They,
4: yeah, yeah, they're being persecuted. And that's their argument. They're saying they're being persecuted. They're simply mm-hmm. stolen. They've stolen mm-hmm. the the battle cry. Just yeah. like they stole the battle cry of affirmative action. Now it's reverse affirmative action. They use the media to ad nauseum repeat the lies over and over again. that It's reverse discrimination. It's, you know, over and, and, and at every turn at every turn it's not that started out
5: for at least 30 to 40 years ago when i was the affirmative action manager for a major fortune 500 company and and instilled affirmative action plans in accordance with uh executive order 11-246 uh in facilities that uh that had government contracts where they were required even at that time i ran into so much resistance uh, you know, and the subterfuge and the, the, the just the uh downright sabotaging of affirmative action and the programs. Hiring people that were uh definitely not qualified, having your so called Indians, the white Indians, sitting in the uh uh the the higher echelon of the companies and counting these individuals as affirmative action uh hires. Uh, the, the corporate presidents. When I used to go into some of these companies, and I'd, 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 uh, naturally, um, I naturally I want to speak with the corporate head. I'd walk in there and 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 uh, you know I said, well, "Where's the, uh, the 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 Indian?" Oh, I I I I have uh, you know a, a quarter uh, a Cherokee or a uh no. you know, ah, in ah, me. Ah, you know, I said, "Well, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it's obviously my man." You had no problem rising through the rank. Because I couldn't tell I couldn't, I couldn't tell your Indian blood if they put it if they if if, if, if they put it in a syringe and, and analyzed it. But that's well, what that's we how have had to sabotage the now. Like you said, that started uh, you know, decades ago. Decades ago and now look at it. But that's the strategy. That's what the system does. That's how they are fighting back and checkmating any gains that have been made by those who have been oppressed in this country, by those who want to enslave us economically. That is and when
4: the, and when the marching and the protesting came to fruition, what did they do? They redefine minorities. <laughs> They redefined it. Included white, yeah. It included white women. It included, you know, it, it included everyone, including African Americans.
5: Everybody. And and if they could have got the if they could if they could have got the dog in, they'd have put the dog in too, Alpha. And so when you dilute anything, that makes it weaker. So so dilution of the protected class is, quote unquote which initially were for the due benefit, the oppression that the former slaves had endured up until Jim Crow through the 1960s. But when they diluted it, and they diluted it with everything, and the kitchen sink is a minority now, then you have nothing. And that's where we're at. <laughs> So, uh, you know, everybody, uh, you know, wants to, well, I'm a minority. You know, I got uh, this and that in me. You know, I'm multicultural. Yeah, you are. Whatever happened to the one drop rule, buddy?
4: Exactly. Oh, that's
5: that's, that's gone by the wayside. You see,
4: the, (laughs) the, uh, the experience, the observation of pushback, you see it. You see how effective it is but we can't seem to use it. They use it like champions. They use it like champions because they have the money, because they have the, the voice, they have the communication, they control. They control the narrative. And as long as you control the narrative, you control everything.
5: You control everything, Alpha, and, uh, you know, and that's the dilemma that we face. You know, we do not control the narrative. We have been uh, misled. We have been deceived. We have been, uh, 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 you know, led by the Pied Piper to uh, where we don't even, you know, know that we're following the Pied Piper. We have been programmed. By the, that by the media, we've been uh, we've been. Um, uh, I mean, just look at the state of affairs that we find ourselves in. You see a guy that gets choked to death.
4: It's ruled cam- a homicide on camera, and it's ruled a homicide, and you still can't charge a cop. Yeah, that, I mean, that I goes think- that goes deeper. That goes deeper <laughs> than the
5: camera that goes to the prosecutor that goes to the judge that goes to the I mean, system that's set up and the, the way it is can't we can't we see that people can't you see what's going on can't you just take time to uh you know to back away from uh, uh from your your favorite uh, you know uh, empire programs and this program and that and put your head in a book Put your head while the internet is still available. you only got a few search engines and that, and they're controlled too uh you know and and start doing some research for yourself and find out uh you know the disparity between the rich and the poor. Find out uh the health care. That's given to the rich and the poor, find out, take the health care away from these uh, uh 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 clowns up there that we have that, that that have been elected in Congress and see how they squeal uh, talking about uh you know that uh, they want to get rid of uh uh, uh the uh, affordable health care act let's take- take their damn health care aware their public servants servants and see how they will squeal.
4: Um, the, and
5: we just, the, we need to wake up, people. And uh, you know, if we don't if we don't do it ourselves, nobody's going to do it for us. <clears throat> There's not going to be some white knight come riding in to save save us from the dilemma that we find ourselves uh, in. There's not going to be a black knight uh, <clears throat> riding in to uh, to save us. Uh, the millionaires, the billionaires, a few that that are black. I haven't seen them down here in my community doing squat for anybody. I see them building schools in Africa. I see them putting the money over here. But as far as trying to redevelop the community and putting the schools where they're they're really, really, really needed in in the in the communities that's deteriorating and trying to build up that infrastructure with those some of that money, are you kidding me? Because they I'm realize. They realize that they cannot do that and survive, even themselves. See, because they're in on the same slave ship that we're on.
7: They may they may
5: be on a little, little in a little different uh, treated in a little different manner, like the house in the and the field, but they're on the same slave ship that we're on. Mass is still in control. Just look at it and see. Just look and see. And he's not about is, to give up power. Who is in control.
4: And that's the bottom
5: line. And he's not about to give up power. Not about to give up power. You know, I've been talking long enough, and they probably got you and I scheduled for some uh, 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 harassment. Black. Uh, Black or you the know, yeah, they, they, yeah. I think I can hear the 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 propellers out here, the uh, around the neighborhood, man. You know, so maybe I better get off. Uh, I sure miss uh, some of the callers that uh, regulars that call in on uh, to the show. And uh, you know, I'm glad to hear you and Janice. You know, in in India, I got to give you all credit because you've been here. You've 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 done the best you can to try to wake the populace and to uh, get us involved and to get us to uh, uh, set the priorities in the proper place in order for us to survive as a people and take care of our kids. Because if we lose our children, if we lose them to the system uh we've we've lost it man. And if they're preying on our children in preschool, third and fourth grade Not
4: only not only are they preying on our children, they're succeeding.
5: Yeah, they and
4: are that's what, that's what yeah. so that's what's so uh uh deflating about this entire situation. We seem to have a a a populace and when I say we, I mean we as blacks, black people. We seem to carry a populace that's more enamored, has this idolatry to to, to gym shoes and, and, and uh, uh, reality shows and Facebook posts. And it, it just
5: yeah, that's, that's, you know. That's, that's, that is that that that's that's true, you know. And uh, until we recognize that and deal with that up front, uh, you know, we're we're going to be you know led to the slaughter as we are being led to the slaughter. And there's no one that's going to change that but us. And so, uh, you know, every opportunity that we get that we can uh, put forth, uh, you know, a measure of truth, uh, you know, because the truth is is the truth. You know, the truth is the truth, you know. So ask questions. I ask questions. I listen to Neely, his philosophy. Keep asking questions, and then you'll find the truth. Keep asking questions about it, about this situation. Why? Why did this happen? Why did this occur? Why did we get no indictments when you see this happen and that happen? Why are we being killed and shot and, 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 and uh, modern-day lynching on our youth? Why why are we why are we relegated to uh, a, a economic system to where we own nothing? Why have we been redlined in neighborhoods? Why have we been redlined at banks? Why are we red redlined at jobs because we have to uh, and can't even hardly get an apartment because we 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 we, we don't have the uh uh opportunity to uh, get credit because our credit is bad, quote unquote.
4: And wild schools. Are underfunded. You got to have a good
5: credit score just to get out there to get a job. Doesn't that tell you that it's just time for us to start creating our own jobs? Doesn't that tell us something? Didn't shouldn't we understand that?
4: It it simply doesn't speak. It doesn't tell enough of us because enough of us aren't paying attention. You know, they underfund our schools. They miseducate us, and then they sit around and they point their fingers because of the results. They talk about black-on-black crime when white-on-white crime is just as bad. They use propaganda. They use the technique of pushback. They use that technique of misinformation. To misinform a people is the ability to control a people. And that's what they've done, and that's what they are succeeding
3: in doing.
5: Yeah, and and, and not only that, Alpha, but see, we're even afraid to even uh, uh, say that I am going to try to to, uh, promote as much uh, uh, economic black economic power uh, that I can uh, under my circumstances, you know. And I think we need to take care of us first before we look at anybody. When you look at any other civil rights or any other organization, any other grouping, any other ethnic group, you don't see you don't see other people leading their organizations. You don't you don't see a non-Jewish person uh, leading the uh, Jewish organizations. You don't see non-Hispanics leading the League, league of uh, United Latin American Citizens and the and the GI Forum. You don't see the uh, non-Indians, so-called quote, on even on the reservations. That's, the only thing they can give them is is a is a casino and look what that produces
4: that produces a few who enrich themselves at the uh at the uh to, to the
5: the detriment. the, the sacrifice. as a whole. To the, to the exactly. As a whole
4: exactly and those are the ones that they pick out and and single out because they know those are the people who are Mimicking that 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 mass that 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 house mentality, that slave master mentality, who will pull that ladder up behind them and will not allow anyone else to climb that ladder.
5: Mm-hmm. So, see, the game up is up the thing.
4: Hand,
5: it has not changed since day one. It just has evolved. And unless we keep up with the with the rules of the game, and realize that the rule book that they have given us is not the rule book that they play that they play with, we are going to be forever behind uh, economically. We're going to be forever lacking in proper health care. We're going to be forever lacking in equitable treatment in the in the in the in employment. Equitable treatment in business opportunities, equitable treatment in education. I mean, look, look, look at look how much flack the President is getting for just suggesting the free community college education. Oh, education.
4: just the community. Look how much flack he's gotten for six years just because he's black. Bad. has met and and, and 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 schemed against him on inauguration day.
5: Now, shouldn't that tell us something as a people in this country? I mean, if you got just a little bit of common sense shouldn't shouldn't the way that things have happened in this country since this man has been president and since the we bailed out Wall Street, but the family can't be bailed out shouldn't those examples are are is our memory so short, alpha that we can't remember the corruption and the brink uh, 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 that we were on to disaster when this president took office after being uh, uh, this country have, have being taken, uh, you know, economically to the brink of disaster when this president came in? Have we forgotten so soon? But I guarantee you, just hold on. Just wait a little while. Give it a couple of years. You're going to be right back, America, in the same shape. And I don't know if we're going to have somebody on the horizon to to try to rally the people, uh, at least with the theme, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, a change. We need a change. I'm, I'm for change. Change because, you know, I mean... After you've been burnt once, man, the hot stove rule—you know—you you don't want to go near that stove again. That's right,
4: you know, and and the curious part about it is that you not only have a a media that is partisan, you have the the the, the very people, the Obama administration, who have simply seem to be. Afraid to brag. They got them afraid to spike the ball in the end zone. They got them scared to say they had 65 straight months of economic growth.
5: Yeah, absolutely. months of job
4: growth. Yeah. Unemployment has fallen from 10.1 to 5.6. I mean, they got them afraid to brag. Because they fear the sound machine, the noise machine
5: well when they, when they when they when they when when they let when they let a scoundrel run all up in the white house <laughs> up in your living room that may be telling you something you know when when you. they when they when they fire finally fire a couple of uh heads uh of the secret service or whatever uh you know but it just lets you know i mean you know presidents have been taken out man.
8: Exactly. And look
5: at and look at all every one of the righteous individuals who tried to do the right thing. Look at what happened to them people. Do your research. It is I mean it's out there for you. Look up the individuals that have helped our people in this nation overcome the obstacles that we had to overcome up until now. Go all the way back to Reconstruction and come forward and see what happened to the righteous ones. And then look at those who have been playing the tom, or I shouldn't say the tom, playing uh, 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 the house. The house Negro. Put Put it that way. Exactly. And see and see how they have progress and benefited themselves and prospered,
4: simply prospered, because they were willing to do that one thing and that's pull that ladder up behind them.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Look, it's a big. I
5: know I've been on the phone quite a while, man, but I I have uh, enjoyed talking with you. I missed you, all of the family. I'm doing good. You know, I'm gonna be in here. I'm gonna hang in here until until the end comes. Uh, you know I can't change now, and uh you know uh, so I appreciate the opportunity that's provided by TruthWorks. works uh I'm glad that OC, OCG is doing good uh, you know uh, it's just good in India I see her there in the in the room uh and some of the guests you know i remember all of mo henry and all all of our old clan you know, and uh who's over in the, over in Hawaii um, uh, or oh, Rondé Yeah, Rondé Some of <laughs> our, some of our, some of our old, some of our old school folks that's uh, that's been on uh, this blog talk for years and years. But as long as we've been here, now look at what's happening. Have things gotten better or have things gotten sub worse for our people? Thank you, Alpha. Thanks a lot, Don. Thanks for your call, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye
4: bye. I'ma put you I'm gonna put you
5: on mute. Oh, I got my you know, you can hang me up here because I got my uh my computer going, I'll just fire it back up.
4: Oh, okay then. Thanks a lot
5: for the call, Don. Appreciate okay, it. Okay. Take care, man. Take care.
4: Brother Doc Don, I'm glad to hear from him. Glad to hear from Brother Don. We can we can try to put a suit on it and make it look as good as you want. But nothing will be more startling to you. Nothing will be the showstopper to when you get to the cliff. When you get to the cliff and there's nowhere nowhere else to go. There's nowhere else to go. All of the sneakers in your closet, all of the swag will not help you. I have grandchildren who are young adults can't seem to understand it, who can't seem to get it through their head, toil, and did in jobs, who slowly are beginning to understand. What their faith holds drag a people to a place where they don't want to go, despite the other side, and what they brought us when they when they ruled, when they were in control, what happened? We had two economic recessions. The worst financial collapse since the Great Depression. The worst terrorist attack in the history of this nation. The two longest wars in the history of this nation. And it's bankrupt us. The worst record of job creation since Herbert Hoover. We've suffered from a mass movement of wealth from the middle class to the upper one or the half percent. A complete collapse of the stock market. A budget surplus turned into a trillion-dollar deficit, and yet they're back in power. And the only firewall is a very timid president who appeases, capitulates, and gives in too much. What's in store for us is already on the books. The writing is on the wall. We own that. We don't have a community. In every city, there's a Chinatown, Breastown, New Mexico. But we call ours together, ghetto, the hood. The only thing that prospers is crime. The only industry that grows, are the funeral homes. You can be as badass as you want. We cannot do this individually. We cannot stake our claim to something that we can't sustain. we will not be able to survive what they are putting on us because it's it's not the intent. Survival is not the intent, and we won't survive it. I guarantee you it's a promise that we will not survive the near future. This has to be taken in a more serious approach. You've got to be able to communicate with people who don't know. You know, the saying is, you don't know what you don't know. But that's not the case. There's too many people who don't want to know. There are too many people who, by their own neglect, on reality. And if the Republican Party isn't racist. I don't know what else would you call What else would you call it? You got a Klansman as the House whip. And oh yeah, he's a Klansman. David Duke without the baggage is a Klansman and yet the media is allowed to gloss over his participation. Tomorrow, 10 o'clock Eastern, Our Common Ground, featuring Janice Graham, Dr. Ruby Sales will be her guest. I want to thank Dr. Dunn. I want to thank all of you for listening. When injustice becomes law, Resistance becomes duty. Until next week, people. What we see before our eyes, the sky is green and the grass is blue. But one thing you can't deny, these people are sabotaging this economy. And uh, these people are sabotaging this country. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. Nothing comes to a sleeper but a dream. And we are experiencing
3: our worst nightmare. The nation is in a quandary. It's a mess. You've been listening to The Alpha Show. Join us next Saturday, 3 p.m. Alpha laid it out. It's quite simple. It's just damn politics. We'd better wake up and we'd better wake up fast. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, The Alpha Show. TruthWorks presents The Alpha Show each Saturday, 3 p.m. Bring your own rocks. the best of political pushback. Just
4: Change so
5: very much of what it used to be. There's so much.